And Meg. And welcome back to this week's episode of the Love You Mean It podcast. This week's episode, you know what? You're lucky if you're listening to this because it's a juicy one. Honestly, crazy. We are doing cheating stories. As I was researching for this and I was reading people's stories, my mouth was open for half of it. It's so shocking. I hope I never have to go through this. And if anyone has been cheated on, I'm so sorry. You don't deserve that. And you're going to find true love if you haven't already. Yeah, I was going to say, I guess a little bit of a trigger warning that, like, if you have been cheated on, I'm sure it's not. I See, I've never been cheated on either, so I don't know how triggering it is. But, like, if it's something that makes you very sensitive or something that recently happened, I would just say maybe not listen to this episode. We have a lot of great episodes that we've had in the past, so you can check those out as well. But thank you guys for joining us on this week's episode. We're so happy to have you here. Yeah, but before we get into our segment, we're just going to do a little bit of housekeeping. So if you guys don't already, please follow our Instagram. If you don't follow at this point, I don't really know what you're doing. Yeah. You can tap the link in our bio on our Instagram and that will bring you to all the places that you would ever need to go. You can shop our merch. You can listen to the podcast. You can donate to the podcast. You can find resourceful links to support a lot of social causes and stuff like that but yeah so that's basically our main hub we're gonna try and get over on facebook i made the facebook page but i haven't actually done anything with it so if anyone wants to join you can go ahead and join it i'll let you guys know when that's like up and running i guess i don't yeah really know anything else so this is just your weekly reminder to make sure that you're staying up with the book club some people unlike meg and i meg and i normally when we read a book we finish it in a day or two but some people totally understandable have to take a few weeks take some time here and there so this is your weekly reminder that book club the episode is going up on june 3rd our book is then she was gone and we're really excited about it we are really looking forward to getting to chat about it. Also, I was going to the bathroom at work the other day, and it came to me that when we do the book club episode, instead of what we're loving and hating this week, we talk about what we're loving and hating about the book. Tea. So I'm it's just, that, con- <laughs> that continuity. <laughs> I was just meant to have a book club podcast, I think. But yeah, I guess without further ado, we'll get into everybody's favorite segment, and Meg's going to let you guys know what it is in case you're new here. If you're new here, welcome, besties. Hi. We're so excited to have you. This is a really like tight-knit community, and we love everyone that listens to our podcast. Squad! The fact that you're listening right now means so much, and if you can, please, if you have literally one millisecond of time, please give us a rating on Apple Podcasts. It Five makes stars. such a difference. It helps us get discovered, and it helps us climb the charts. Can't wait for the day where we where we're on the charts in America. We're currently on the charts in like Peru and Algeria. And Algeria. For some reason, we're always. I don't. This is a fun fact. In case you guys didn't know, for some reason, we're always on the charts in Algeria. We're low key famous in Algeria. So to <laughs> our Algerian listeners, thank you so much. We're always in like the top one hundred. Yeah, so funny. thanks, homies. Yeah, so we're gonna try and get on the U.S. charts. Maybe, maybe one day. But until then, you guys can help us. So please. Just please give us a rating, please. You don't even have to write anything. Just yeah, like literally hit the click. star button. And if you are a return listener, welcome back, besties. We're so happy to have you. If you haven't left us a review either, you guys are fake as fuck. Um, You're you more guys, than welcome to do it. You guys, yeah, me literally chastising everyone. But just please do it. Also, tell someone about the podcast. Tell your mom. Tell your friends. Tell your dog. I don't know what else to say. Just yeah, we had Monica, spread the word. We had Monica on, who is a TikToker, who's like studying to be a dietitian and it was so cute she was like yeah ever since you invited me on like i've gotten my friends listening and i just thought it was so cute yeah honestly word of mouth is like a huge thing Mm -hmm. like when my friends say oh i like this podcast like i go and listen to it Mm -hmm. so enough self-promotion we're gonna get into what we're loving and hating this week and we do this every week literally just talk about what we're loving and hating because this podcast is love you mean it and we're here to spread the love but also some hatred so um what i'm hating this week is the cdc guidelines i don't know if you're new to planet earth but the past year there has been a pandemic and that pandemic is not it's not coming to an end but like it's like it's chugging along we're getting closer to the light at the end of the tunnel we're just on a positive trend right now yeah so with that they said that vaccinated people don't have to wear masks like in pretty much like every situation 
And Aaron and I are fully vaccinated. We've talked about this before. We are so grateful to be vaccinated because we realize so many people don't yet have the opportunity to be vaccinated. But I don't know. I feel like it's just kind of, I don't know if it's too soon or like not enough people have gotten vaccinated yet. And something that really bothers me is that this whole thing is basically just an honor system. Yeah. So, and like if we've learned anything from this pandemic, we've known that you cannot trust anybody. Mm-hmm. So, like, we can't even trust a, like full grown adults to wear a mask for two minutes while they're ordering coffee to protect other people. So, I don't really trust people when they say that they're vaccinated because they could just say they they are vaccinated or have like even a fake card which is so crazy like the like the lengths people will go to just fake being vaccinated yeah without actually having to do it while the rest of us went in line we got it and like we're doing we're being vaccinated to protect other people mm-hmm. so i just don't understand and i'm kind of nervous and i don't know how this is going to go no, but I feel like you said exactly how probably a lot of people are feeling. I necessarily wouldn't say it's too soon. I feel like it was too sudden. Like, all of yeah. a sudden, it was like... Because it's like, okay, yeah, we've been in this for a while. But obviously, I was expecting it at some point. But I feel like it was just kind of out of the blue. Like, we were on a positive trend. Things were going good. And then all of a sudden, it was just like, okay, everybody, mask off. That song, mask, mask off. Yeah, no. It, it was really like that. And so I totally get how you're feeling. Um, I visited my sister, and she goes to Iona College, if anybody who's listening goes there. But I went to see her, and we went to this deli, and it was like this small business. And like a customer was in there, like no mask on in line. And I was like, yeah. What? I just feel like I'm going to have like anxiety attacks being in public and like seeing people without masks on because i've gotten so used to it and also my safety Mm -hmm. like my feelings of safety have been tied up in other people wearing masks and seeing them wear masks so when someone isn't wearing a mask it's like very i feel like my life is threatened even though that's so dramatic but like it just triggers me and like we've both had corona and like we really don't want to get it again so i don't know i just i i I definitely feel a certain type of way about Mm -hmm. this and i just don't know if like people are gonna be honest about this but i mean i don't really know what else we could do no but like i feel like especially in i would say like the Eight, like from like the end of 2020 to the beginning of 21 of 2021 mm-hmm. obviously before we got covid i just feel like what we did a good job at is like and it's what's obviously difficult in these times is that like you can't control everyone mm-hmm. but what we can control is only hanging out with people that are vaccinated yeah not going to the store for fun and just like walking mm-hmm. around i don't know that's like obviously it's really uncertain and it's like really scary but what we can control is like actually like to some extent, we can have control about our surroundings. Obviously, we can't control people with, with masks on. Mm-hmm. Well, we can control not going to the mall and walking around and, like, window shopping. We can control, like, only going to stores if we absolutely need to. So, I don't know. Yeah, no, I mean, that definitely makes sense. So, I just have to remind myself that, like, I have control over my life. But what are you hating this week? I guess this has to go with what we're lo- what we're loving this week. So I guess we'll explain that first and then mm-hmm. I'll go back to what we're hating. What we're loving are Apple Watches. Yeah, so I got the Series 3, I think, two years ago for Christmas. Shout out to mom and dad. Thank you. But I recently got the new one. It was just my birthday a couple days ago. So my boyfriend got me the Series 6. It's weird because they only sell the Series 6 and the Series 3. So it's either like you get, the, even though they so, made a 4 and so 5. Random? Yeah, I thought that was so weird. And so I got the Series 6. I love it. Literally 11 out of 10. It's great. It works so well. I love it. If you guys are like you need an upgrade or you just want one in general, I honestly think it's worth the money. They have so many cool watch bands too and you can really express yourself. But yeah, so I did get an Apple Watch. So I was like, hey, I don't need this watch anymore. I'm going to give it to Aaron. Take it away. So I've been... In the back of my mind, I mean, I have, like, every Apple product ever. Yeah. And, but so the only thing I really don't have, which is so funny that I'm thinking about it, is the Apple Watch. And so in the back mm-hmm. of my mind, I always really wanted one. But 
in the past, like, I've worked as a barista. I've just been, like, a person. Like, mm-hmm. I haven't really had, like, an occupation or something where I need it. And even now, like, I don't necessarily need an Apple Watch. But Meg gave it to me for free, which was so generous and very nice. And I was, honestly, I'm obsessed with it. Like, mm-hmm. the exercise feature, like, being able to track, like, my walking and stuff. And how much, like, exercise I'm getting. And then, like, I also get texts and emails and, like, work chats to it. And, like, Meg and I can walkie-talkie, which is so fun. <laughs> and I was honestly loving it. And then flash forward to today, I put it on the charger last night, and I wake up this morning, and waking up in the morning, oh god, this literally was me today, I woke up in the morning, and the, so the Apple Watch obviously has, like, four sides, like a square, and three of them were, like, deeply cracked, as if, like, you, like, if, if I took it, because if you guys didn't know, the Apple Watch face is glass, mm-hmm. and so it was deeply cracked, as if you, like, threw your phone or something, like, it was deep, and I was, like, did I do something? Like, did I not forget? Like, did I, like, like forget that I did this? And I was retracing my steps, and I was like, no, like, I used it last night. It was still on the charger this morning, and I was like, what? So I, I was, I just, like, went along with it, and I was like, okay, like, whatever. And then I made breakfast, and I'm sitting at my computer, and I hear this snap. Like, it sounded as if you, like, broke, like, a, th- like a thick twig. And then my, like, the screen popped off of my Apple Watch, and... It, like, turned black and all the stuff. And I was like, what the fuck? Turns out, if you have the Series 3 or the Series 2 specific versions of it, like, this is a regular thing. Like, they... I didn't That's even know so this. Weird. They had the, They had this whole system on Apple, like, a whole separate page that's, like, if you are eligible... For, if you have an eligible model, like, this happens. And so, basically, like... A lot of the times the battery will swell. I was going to say that. So maybe when you're like charging it, it heats up and then heat makes things expand. Mm-hmm. So it just cracks. Yeah, no. That so makes they, sense. They said that the, I, I didn't necessarily think that the battery was swollen, but they said that that just happens. And I mean, I've had it for two years. Well, that's, so. but that's what I'm saying. And like, she was like, it's no, she was like, I was so like nervous because I was, I thought that I did something and I broke it. And I was like, Meg just gave this to me. Like, what the hell? And like. Honestly, like, I probably could buy my own, but I was like, oh, I liked it because it was so tiny and cute. But yeah, so uh, shout out to Raina from the Apple Support Program. I don't know where she's from, but she was so helpful and so nice, and I gave her all my information, and then they're giving me a new one for free. So I'm pretty sure it's still going to be the Series 3, but it's it's weird because it's not every single model that this happens to. It's like, it's like random ones in the in the like um in like the batch yeah like i think um like like specific ones i think when i got it like the series four had just come out Mm -hmm. but i was like there was literally no difference between the three and the four so i was like okay like just i told my mom i was like just get me the third one and like so i don't know maybe it was like the end of those models Mm -hmm. like or not the end but like when the fourth came out maybe something got messed up i don't know but they don't even sell the fourth and the fifth anymore which i think is so weird so maybe something happened with those where they just weren't working because ariel has the fourth yeah i was telling her that and she was like literally what and i don't know it was just kind of nuts i mean i really think it's really awesome that like apple recognizes that that's not my fault Mm -hmm. and they are replacing it for free which i think is really dope but i don't know that's just crazy like it's it honestly reminded me of like when people's phones would explode in their pockets and like set their pants on fire or like because, the ford pinto yeah no because it literally, <laughs> it literally shattered on yeah. my hand and i wasn't doing anything and no you like, could cut yourself like was, you could yeah, yeah like meg was like it's meg was like oh i thought it shattered in the charger and i was like nah girl she said pop i off. mean it makes sense because sometimes like products get hot when you mm-hmm. charge them so i don't know but no i mean it makes 100 percent sense and like i don't know Meg had it for a while, but shout out to Apple for replacing it. But I am loving the Apple Watch, but I'm just hating that it exploded. And now I have to wait like a week for it to get repaired. It's not a vibe, but... Whatever. But I guess without further ado, we will hop into this episode. Yeah, so like we said, we're just sharing cheating stories that I found on Reddit. These are honestly insane. Um, So buckle in and just listen to this episode because you're literally gonna shart all right guys here's the first one i felt like we had so much potential we met right after i graduated college and were dating for six years I really thought I was going to marry her for a while. My girlfriend Livia works in retail management, but still has her own direct boss and many others. We had a healthy relationship, but a few months ago, I started to notice signs that she was cheating. It started with her spending. We were dating for so long that our finances were something that we discussed on a regular basis. 
Out of nowhere, she started loading up her credit cards beyond any level I'd ever seen them out before. <coughs> Livia said she was just going out with her friends more and trying to be more social, but I had a feeling it wasn't true. Once the suspicion developed, the other clues started to jump out at me. I would ask myself, why is she suddenly putting so much effort into her appearance? Why do we barely talk anymore? I need to mention that she has a separate apartment from our own in her mom's name that we visit from time to time. Olivia's mom is in another state, so she's never there, and I was actually given a key to this place. One night, she told me she'd be back by 7 o'clock, and when 10 o'clock came around, she still wasn't back. I almost knew what was going on and where she was. Sure enough, I drive over to her mom's place and her car is there. I parked and headed towards her apartment. I wasn't going to knock at this point because she didn't deserve any more chances to cover up the evidence. I quickly turned the key and barged in. I was in shock. She was having sex with her boss right in front of me in the living room. I couldn't believe the size of this guy. Oh my God. I couldn't believe the size of this guy's cock. (laughs) I I thought she was screwing a fucking horse. Everyone screamed and I left immediately. She didn't have a good defense of her actions. She just said she wanted to mix things up. No need to say this, but I broke up with her right after. No coming back from what she did. The lease on her place was up soon anyway, so I just moved out and got another apartment. Thank God we didn't get married. I've met her boss a couple times and I didn't notice that he was a sociopath. In fact, he was very polite and charming, so this was a wild twist. I don't think they're still together, but who knows? I'm trying to never think about her again. I really just wish I could have satisfied her like he did. Man, I feel small. I bet he'd cuck me again if I got a new girl. I don't want to date ever again. Six years and all I'm left with is a broken heart. Life is cruel. That's six years? I mean, I think he should, like, go to therapy. After that? Yeah. Um, Also, it doesn't really sound like he's handling it the best, so. Yeah. (laughs) But that's just wild. I can't. Oh, my God. I feel so bad. (laughs) First of all, the title of this post is Worst Day of My Life. So, you know it's good. (laughs) I've moved on from this girl, but I have always stand by that fucking title. It all started at one of my favorite parties of all time back in 2013. One of my dudes lives on a trust fund, and he has tons of cash. So, when he hosts, he goes all out. There must have been 100 people there and all the drugs under the sun. While I was dancing, I saw my ex and walked over to introduce myself. There was a good connection right from the start, and we started dating soon after this. Our relationship was stable, and we usually had fun together. A few months in, she got a new job as a bartender, and this is when the tension began. It's normal to have friends at work, but she started to get too close to one of the other bartenders. When she was home from work, I'd always see his name popping up on her phone, and they even met outside of work occasionally. They talked in some fashion every day. I told her this wasn't right and that she shouldn't be this close to another man while dating me. It was a pretty nasty argument, but in the end, she agreed we'd spend more time together and that she'd distance herself from this guy a bit. She still denied that it was anything more than a friendship. The only result of this arg- this agreement... Oh, sorry. The only result of this agreement, though, was that she was more secretive. She would say she was forced to stay late and or had to cover for a shift, but I think those were all excuses to see the new guy. The behavior was pretty disgusting, but at this point, I had no solid proof. I still thought about calling the relationship off, but some of my friends told me I was being paranoid. They were proved wrong, though. Shortly after this, a mutual friend texted me a picture of them holding hands while out at the mall. No. I took a screenshot of it and sent it to her saying we are done. No. She came over to my condo angry and threatened to sue me if I spread the picture around. Okay, me. I wasn't even going to do this and wanted to move on, but one thing led to another and another argument broke out. She kept saying I was a loser compared to her new man because he was much better in bed. She told me I couldn't stretch her out like he could and that he's so big. I couldn't take it anymore and made her leave for good. I'm dating again now, but I've never been betrayed like this. All my other breakups were relatively peaceful. Who knows what she's doing now? Who even cares? I hope no other guy has to go through what I went through. That's so sad. That literally sucks. <laughs> Nobody stretches him me out like he does. <laughs> Bitch, what? Okay, Gloka. Trigger warning. This post talks about suicide. If you don't want anything to do with that, please don't. Please skip this or just stop listening right now. So it starts off with... At the suggestion of my therapist, I've decided to write out and share what has transpired in my life over the last year. I am a 28-year-old female, and I was married to a wonderful man I will call William. Eight months ago, my husband confronted me with proof that I had been emotionally and physically unfaithful. A few days after he confronted me about my infidelity, my husband committed suicide. I realized just typing these words out has caused people, people I don't know, to hate me. I couldn't believe I had the capability to do something that evil to harm someone I've loved since we were children, but I did it. If you'd asked either me or William if either of us would ever have been unfaithful, we would have both laughed. 
but to my own shock and surprise, I allowed myself to lose focus and strayed. I knew it would destroy him if he ever found out, but I took the heart of a man I loved and crushed it so cruelly he couldn't endure the pain of this life anymore. Those of you thinking right now that I don't deserve to be breathing, I agree with you. On so many occasions, I've attempted to make that a reality. I'm assured that there's a reason I'm still here. For the moment, I've convinced myself that the longer I live, the more I suffer, and I don't deserve the mercy of a suicide if we're being honest that's crazy that's so sad like obviously like cheating is not okay but also like when you cheat on somebody like it's you obviously never want them to kill themselves what's the title on the title is she says they had sex he says they did not I don't know what to believe, and I'm a complete mess trying to hold myself together for my kids and myself. When there's kids involved. A lot of these have kids. It's oh, really sad. Uh, found a text message on my husband's Apple Watch. Ugh. Yes, I <laughs> parentheses. Yes, I looked because he had been keeping his phone in his hands at all times, never leaving unattended. T. Sign number one. Yeah. The message I saw said something along the lines of, you're just going to leave me hanging like that? Kiss emoji? Ew. I couldn't confront him right away because I needed the kid the kids to get to school long story short i asked him what her name was and he wouldn't give it to me he eventually did after he told me it was a girl 20 something from a training he just attended they went out to a bar breakfast sat on a lake all day doing work for this training and were even in his hotel room working on a powerpoint supposedly yeah in his hotel room he says he didn't sleep kiss or make out with her i found her number called her she wouldn't answer but she texted satisfy your husband and he won't seek me and others out Wait, that's a joke, right? What a bitch. I know. Okay, bitch. Fuck this girl. Yeah, right? I texted back saying, show your proof. She responded, best of luck. I texted him again later and said, fuck you. Her response was, he did. Oh. <laughs> okay. That was good. Um, sorry, that's not funny. Um, <laughs> no, it's funny. <laughs> he, he, he did. Although she says they had sex. He still says and swears on our children that they didn't. Um, but he uh, but he says that they did a PowerPoint in his room. They had sex. Yeah, okay. I'm a complete mess. I'm finding it very difficult to breathe unless I stay extremely busy or the thoughts so the thoughts don't creep in. Believe <laughs> me on a daily basis. Or I just want to climb into bed all day and sleep, but I can't. What help or thoughts would you offer in any in my situation? I don't know what to believe. He says she was easy to talk to because they have the same job. He says I'm not easy to talk to anymore. No common interest, just kids in life. He's told me on several occasions before all this and two days before I found the messages that he thinks I'd be happier with someone more outgoing like myself. I am happy, or at least I was. The saddest part is we have two children, just bought our dream house six months ago, and life was actually good. He's got an amazing job and I work a few days as a nurse. I'm with the kids and taking care of things the other days and trying to get my new business up and running. So to answer her question, what advice would you give if you were in her situation? I don't know. It doesn't really sound like he wants to be in a, in a relationship anymore. Yeah. Like, it's sad, but... He literally expressed, like, discontent right before it happened. Well, I was so. going to say, that was one of my questions, too. I was going to say, like, has he told her this? But clearly I, he, he has he told he her multiple did. times that, like, he's not happy. Yeah. I mean, men are pussies. He's obviously not going to, end like, end it unless he has to. Yeah, I don't know. I just think, like, if you're... And you should never be in a relationship with someone that doesn't 100% want to be with you. Period. And... So if it's getting to that point, honestly, it might just be over. If you're thinking about staying for the kids, this is just like, I don't think anyone listening to this really has kids, but if you do, don't stay for your kids. They'll be better off in the long run. It's a lot harder to grow up with parents that clearly don't love each other. So if you both just separate and work on yourselves, your your kids will really benefit from that. Yeah. So just keep that in mind. That was good advice, Mike. Okay, so this one is called Cheated On and I'm Disgusted. Aren't we all? I'm absolutely drained after this toxic relationship with what I found to be a complete narcissist. It's been almost a few months since I found out my boyfriend, ex now, was cheating on me. We practically lived together. I pretty much had everything where he stayed. Literally, his home was my second home. About two months ago, I was cleaning up in our slash his room while he was at work. I thought it'd be nice for him to come home to a clean room, clean sheets, clean everything. I went to grab the trash can and there was a bulky box in there from a Valentine's Day gift I'd given him and decided to take it out to break it down for less bulk. As I opened the box, inside there was a three pack of condoms. My stomach dropped and I felt sick. At that point, I felt entitled to look through the trash can and the bathroom trash and found no wrappers or anything. 
I went to check our drawer where we kept the lube and condoms, all the same type, even the box in the trash, and found that the original ones we'd bought were still in there, but of course they were mixed in with various different dates. Yes, I checked. As I kept looking in the room now, even one of our picture frames was turned around, and that too made me feel worse. (laughs) Brother. Right after that, I texted him and told him I wasn't looking through his trash, but that I felt, okay, that sounds kind of sus. I know. (laughs) Do you have to say that? Hey, I totally wasn't looking through your trash, but but I found found this. this. I texted him. I told him I wasn't looking through his trash, but that I had found the pack, and he almost sounded alarmed that I was asking him, and he said I was being too abrasive, that he wouldn't do something like that, and if I really thought he hated me that much... I gave him the benefit of the doubt and believed him. I thought the best. Yes, we weren't using condoms often, but we would use them from time to time. Granted, by that point, I wasn't comfortable anymore, and there's always that what if I'm right in my head. Yikes. Always listen to that, by the way. No, literally 100%. Like, if you have a nagging feeling... You're probably right. Yeah, you're probably right. Then two weeks passed, and on a day off where we went out, I went to get some socks from the drawers and found more condoms, Ah. but they were apart from the condom drawer, and I asked, why are these here? He played stupid and thought nothing of it, but by then I had already kept count of all the original ones I'd found and continued about my day as if it didn't bother me, because in depth it didn't. I was truly waiting to confront him about this at a more appropriate time. I was definitely off the rest of the day because he'd asked me what was wrong, and continued to space out that day and my only answer was nothing (laughs) (laughs) me one day i noticed that pictures that were on top of my drawer were missing i look inside my drawers and there they were i left them in there because i was going to ask about those later i checked the condom drawer and there was indeed one missing okay me being a fucking psycho and tallying these condoms Still giving him some kind of benefit of the doubt. Maybe he has one in his wallet for car sex. Or who knows what the reasons were at that point. He got home, sat on the bed with me, and I was spaced out. And I wasn't excited to see him. He asked what I was looking at. And I said I was looking at the fact that our picture frame was missing. And he quickly got up and went to take it out of the drawer with the excuse that he was cleaning that day. Of course, I knew it was bullshit because I was the only one that cleaned. (laughs) Fuck! The following day, he made most of many purchases, which was also more of a red flag at this point. He even gave me his wallet and I didn't feel a condom in there. Then later that night, after relaxing from having dinner... We got into yet another argument out of what had been almost every week for the last few months now. The arguments were of insignificant things, stupid things really. Then we fell asleep and that missing condom would not leave my thoughts. I remember him saying to me the first time I approached him about it, if I was doing something like this, I'd throw it in the trash outside. He said it in a joking way, but it stuck in my brain. No! I really asked myself, could the person I fall in love with really go to this extreme? I asked myself that and remembered no joke. I took the trash out from that night's takeout outside that night. I went out and took a peep before dropping it in, and there it was, the condom wrapper. Again, my stomach dropped, and this time I could no longer stay quiet. I went back inside. It was almost 3 a.m., and I woke him up and asked him to explain. He had no words. No sorry. No, yes, it was me. I have no idea what you're talking about. I don't count the condoms. And I was so upset and infuriated that he couldn't man up to the truth i was so upset i wasn't even crying Ooh, there was no ounce of remorse or grasp of reality even though the rest of the conversation was about taking a break and that what i was saying were serious accusations it never once slipped out of his mouth to take any accountability the next day i packed up my things when he wasn't there and went for my remaining things and plants when he actually was there he couldn't even look at me he basically was just sulking whatever he was feeling and was in bed looking like the scumbag he is. Okay, me. I found out the girl he cheated on me with was a girl that we had a threesome with last summer. Girl, so you... She texted me saying she was sorry for so many things. I never did respond to her, and I know she's uncomfortable for so many reasons just being around me. As for my ex-boyfriend, he still has yet to take any accountability, and he definitely is still in touch with me. I'm only staying in touch because I have a few things that I'm trying to get back. He keeps expecting me to talk things out. I have nothing more to say. I just want my things back. Mind you, reader, we're all co-workers. This whole thing is so fucked up. Oh my god. That makes it even worse because you have to keep seeing them. Yeah. I'm going to read the next one. I was married for 12 years when this happened. We met when I was in medical school and we were a great couple for a while. My wife is a physical therapist for a college nearby and works with many athletes, both male and female. We bought a house together, but fortunately we don't have any kids. 
I thought we had incredible chemistry, but I must have been delusional. She appeared to have such an innocent personality, so this turn of events I felt really caught me by surprise. I thought I knew her, but I let my guard down and got played. As for how this happened, it really came down to a misunderstanding. I told her that I'd be out of the house for a few days since I was traveling for work, but she must have mixed up the dates. Oh no. I got back quote early and saw that there was another car parked in our driveway. I had no idea who this was. I went inside and saw men's athletic shoes by the door. I started to get nervous and went to find her. When I turned the corner into my living room, I started to hear noises from the bedroom. I rushed over there, and when I opened the door, I caught them having sex. It was insane. His penis looked like a big fat snake. Oh my god. (laughs) It was huge, curved upwards, and when he turned to face me, the eye of his cock looked me in the eyes, just mocking me. (laughs) My dick didn't even compare to this warhammer. I even recognized the, the guy, since he was the quarterback of the college team. No! I won't say his name, but he played for a Division One college, so he was sort of famous. I freaked out and left the house. It truly was terrible. My mind was going a million miles an hour for days. I just stayed at a hotel while I talked with my lawyer. I lost my entire life in a split second. I'm still in disbelief because all of this went down only a year ago. I had to file for a divorce after, after, of course, but I didn't take too long to finish the process. I lost the house, but I got to keep the car, and I don't have to pay alimony. They never even dated. It was just a sexual fling. My wife tried to save the marriage, but how could things ever be normal again after this? I tried to find new love, but I'm in my late 30s, so I'm not sure how realistic this is. Aw, that's so sad. Bestie, you're still young. Yeah, right? I'm just trying to focus on improving myself, as this is all I can really do. I needed to share this with somebody for my own sanity. It's been bottled up inside of me, and I need to vent at this point. Aw. I feel so bad. That's awful. The trust issues? Right? Like, oh no. My God. I found out last night that my girlfriend cheated on me with her best friend. So last night I went over to a friend's house for a little get together, which included smoking weed and drinking alcohol. My girlfriend's best friend was there and right now they're currently not talking to each other, but we've all been friends for years. Well, last night she told me she had to tell me something and she told me that my girl has made out with girls at bars while I was not around. I was aware that my girlfriend is bi and I let her make out with girls, but only when I'm around (laughs) and I've told and have told her I'm okay with it. So she basically has to ask for permission. Yeah. Well, then she also told me that my girlfriend and her guy best friend gave each other oral sex and expressed their love for each other. Apparently, she didn't know what she wanted to do because at the time we were engaged. Oh. And she was pretty, she was feeling pretty scared about us being engaged. Now I'm just trying to figure out what I want to do with this information. Like, why would her best friend lie about something like that? She told me that it's been tearing her apart knowing that she's been doing this to me. What should I do? How should I handle this? Um, Break up with her. Break up with her. If she's cheating on you when you're not even married. If you're having problems before you're married, it's only going to get worse. Dude, and I feel like it just fostered, like, a bad thing being like, oh, yeah, you can make out with girls and, like, you can do all this stuff. Just, like, ask me. It sounds like she needs to explore and, like, she shouldn't be in a relationship right now. Yeah, I agree. My wife and I have been together for 15 years. We have three kids and overall things are pretty good. A few weeks ago, we started talking about her posting nude images on Reddit. She's a beautiful woman and was wanting a bit of anonymous sexual attention. And honestly, the idea of it was a huge turn on for me. So after thinking and talking about it, we agreed to try it out. We laid out base rules and honestly, she swore she would be 100% transparent and honest with me. (laughs) Great. (laughs) Well, she posted a few images and it kind of blew up. She got hundreds of messages and upvotes. We are staying up most of the night corresponding with people and having a great time. This is literally me. We had sex that night and it was honestly some of the best we've ever had. Such a massive turn on for the both of us. But things kind of turned south when a particularly handsome man sent her a chat request on the chat app Kick. People still use that? apparently right from the beginning i could tell she was turned on by what he was saying and the images he was sending her i had no problem with this it was kind of the point a few days later i asked her if she was still communicating with anyone and she said no okay i thought no problem then a few hours later i walked into our bathroom and caught her taking a photo of her boobs she instantly got embarrassed flustered and quickly made up a story that she was just taking a photo for herself no one else (laughs) she could have just said she was taking taking it for you you, but okay I thought it seemed suspicious, so later in the day, I brought it up and asked her to be 100% honest with me, and she doubled down on the story. Fine, no big deal. We ended up having a normal night and went to bed around 10. For some reason, I woke up around 2 a.m., and my wife was awake, texting on Kig. She didn't notice I woke up, but I pretended to be asleep and watched her send messages to him that included the images. My heart sunk to the floor. After thinking about it, I wanted to give my wife an opportunity to tell me the truth. 
So the next day, I asked her again if she'd been messaging anybody. She said straight up no, and that she wasn't interested in talking to anyone. So at this point, I was obviously extremely suspicious. Later, while she was in the shower, I looked through her phone. I saw the conversation, but most of the messages had been deleted. None of the images I saw her send the night before were even there. I was torn on bringing this up to her, but eventually that night, I decided to come clean. Initially, she lied and said she wasn't talking to anyone. Then I brought up the fact that I looked through her phone and saw missing messages. And after an hour or so about talking about it, she finally admitted to sending multiple images and even one with her face in it. Which was a big no-no on their agreement. Mm. Uh, she said she got swept up and started getting feelings for this guy and he manipulated her into sending images. She said she was embarrassed and felt guilty about how she felt about him. So she couldn't be honest with me as she thought it would hurt me too much. There's more, but I just want to say, like, he's asked you, like, seven times if you're talking to anybody, and you and said you, no. And, like, like honestly... And, like, at least more than five at this point. Honestly, like, he seems like a pretty cool guy. Like, he's willing to let you do he, that. He, he would probably get turned on by yeah. this, like, relationship, quote-unquote. Yeah, but the fact... I think it's the fact that she kept lying that yeah, made it worse. Yeah, like, I should probably give some background on us. My wife and I have had a lot of trust issues in our relationship. She's cheated before, and I would often find her communicating with ex-boyfriends. Every time I would confront her, she would lie until I could definitely prove what she had done. So this is literally just like a remake, a remix of their past. Yeah. Then she would break down and admit everything. But this was all years ago, and she's been perceivably... Interesting word, perceivably. Tea. straightforward and honest with me for a long time we've both grown up and had a and i felt like we were in a good spot and that i could trust her to do something like this that night she messaged a guy on cake and said that she could no longer talk to him and deleted the app she also deleted her reddit account she swore that she would never do something like this again and that she wants to keep our marriage and our family together i'm torn on what to do it would be one thing if this was the first offense but unfortunately it's not so obviously i'm devastated me every day Part of me wants to just hunker down and stay together for the kids, become distant and unattached. To be in a loveless marriage sounds terrible. I just don't know what to do. TBH, I would break up with her. If Maybe if this was the first offense, okay, but it seems like this is a pattern. Yeah, I think if it's becoming a pattern, you need to end the relationship. It literally sounds like the exact same thing. Break up with your wife because I'm bored. So this one says, a little bit of background. I, 26 male, am not sure what to do with my current relationship with my girlfriend, 27 female. We've been dating for the past six and a half years, and up until this point, it's been a blast. We thought or we bought a house together last year. That's exciting. And in my mind, we are on our path to marriage and beyond. I've never had a problem with being insecure in this entire relationship, but in the last eight months, we've been going over some hurdles, and I've noticed a loss of affection and romantic spark. This combined with some other signs I've picked up has led me to become a little insecure and unsure of her loyalty. So, unfortunately, I ended up going through her phone. I went through your phone last night. What I found were some nudes taken over the past four months, none of which I'd received from her. She's talked in the past that she doesn't like taking them because it's very rare that she feels confident in her body, so she doesn't take them, or so I thought. So, this struck me as odd, and it didn't immediately send me into a rage because maybe she's taking these photos for herself as some kind of confidence booster. I know a lot of girls do this, but I should have known better. After learning of these photos, I couldn't get the idea out of my head that she's probably sending the photos to another guy. With no hard evidence, though, I couldn't confront her off of suspicion because she could easily just lie to me. So I came up with the plan of baiting her into admitting it to me. T, we love a manipulative king. Yeah. Uh, During a casual conversation, I steered it into the direction of girls taking nudes. And basically got her to once again say that she wouldn't take photos like that as a confidence booster. All right. So now I'm more. Oh, my God. Like you're literally digging yourself into this hole. All right. So now I'm more convinced that my suspicions are correct. Fast forward a week. I now feel confident enough in suspicion to try and call her bluff. I told her that a random number has sent me nudes of her that (laughs) were taken inside our house to rule out her saying they are old as as an excuse. After a heated argument, she admitted that four months ago she had sent them to a guy and felt so guilty after that she had blocked his contact, and that was that. Basically, I just don't know what to believe anymore. The fact that we used to have arguments where she would be telling me that I don't trust her, even though she's been totally loyal through the entire relationship, while literally flirting and sending nudes to another guy at the same time. How the fuck can you belittle someone for not trusting you while you're literally betraying my trust? 
she's literally able to lie to herself in moments like that and it boggles my mind if she can make me feel bad for not trusting her while she's basically fucking cheating at the same time then how can i believe any details she gives me about this incident i just don't know what to do anymore we're still together as of now but i told her i need to look within myself to see if this is something i could move past and that only depends on whether i think this has gone further than her just sending nudes once there's just so many things i have to say i would say like number one like why are you lying so aggressively like there's nothing wrong with saying nudes like it's just like i don't know there's obviously nothing wrong with taking them but it's like telling him that you don't like to take them and then there's like literal physical proof that like you clearly do like to take them and i just i was gonna say something else and i can't remember i'm just like so wrapped up in like her being like yeah literally me yeah i'm taking nudes and be like oh what's this i came into the bedroom to get something and i noticed he'd fallen asleep with his phone in his hand unlocked with snapchat open no god before i continue i need to preface i'm in no way a paranoid person i'm extremely trusting and gullible <laughs> suspicious <laughs> suspicious things that have come up in a relationship that he's always had a reasonable excuse for so i let it go my best friend who was single sending me screenshots of his tinder profile still active on the site on two separate occasions no Except for this March when I came across another suspicious thing while adding his phone number to his friend's phone number to his phone. They were both pretty wasted and had just met, so naturally they wanted to exchange numbers and were too drunk to do so. It was a two-step verification from Tinder giving him a code to log in. I saw it for a split second before he took his phone back. He's always been very paranoid of me having his phone in any way. Now I know why. God. So I made the mistake of listening to the small paranoid voice and I looked through it a bit. I didn't find anything at first, but somehow I knew I needed to look into something I had just scanned quickly and found exactly what I hoped I wouldn't. I do regret going through his phone, half because I know it's an invasion of privacy and I said I never would, and half because of what I've found. You pull the branch too hard and eventually it'll snap, I guess. Me with my Apple Watch. He's been texting this woman very lewd things. Sexting, her sending nudes, him, well, you know. He's never sexted me, but he claims he doesn't know how. What? That's such a lame excuse. You don't know how? Google it. I felt everything inside me break. I ended up screenshotting some of the conversation and printing it out, taping it to the bedroom mirror before I packed up some things and went to my friend's house. He was going to wake up for work soon and I knew I was not in the right state of mind to talk to him yet. He never called me, texted me, or anything. My best friend ended up messaging the girl and we found out they've known each other since 2019. We've been dating since May of 2018 and they met on Tinder. She said, I didn't know he had a girlfriend. I'm probably not the only girl either. He's all over Tinder. So far, I've learned that he's known her for a good portion of a relationship. And when I asked when it started getting sexual, he said, quote, I don't keep track of that stuff. I don't know. Somewhere in the middle of knowing her. Absolutely fantastic. When I confronted him, which did not include any yelling or screaming, just me trying to yell, cry out the frustration. Everything I brought up, he didn't deny. So every time my friend found his Tinder, he lied to my face. The best part, he texted her while I slept next to him, called her on the phone to talk to her, and most likely had sex with me with the boner she gave him. No. I actually know this for a fact because I kept track of my cycle and everything through an app and I have to put it in the times I have sex. Believe me, I'm not perfect. I'm far from it. I have so many issues I have to deal with, but I'm still so young and I'm doing my best not to blame myself. And there's a part of me that wants to try, but the timeline is just too long. Since 2019, really? My entire relationship feels like a lie and I don't know what to do. He never told me, he never told her I existed. I don't know what to believe out of his mouth anymore and I live with him. Oh no. I've lived with him for two years and we share rent and have animals. Like what am I supposed to do? I can't even go a day without crying because I feel like everything inside me is falling apart. Aww. A living with somebody and they cheat on you? It's just so awful. Oh, this was a good one. Okay. This happened to me about a year ago. My current girlfriend encouraged me to post here and share my experience with my cheating ex and how my life has gotten better. My therapist also agrees. So here we go. I, 25 male, was dating my ex-girlfriend. Let's call her Jess, 24 female, for four and a half years. We met at college as she was in my business management class. We got put together on a huge project for the semester and we just sort of clicked. And after we finished the project, I asked her out and she said yes. Those first few years together were absolute bliss. We were all lovey-dovey with each other, and overall, everything just felt right between us. We rarely argued and never got into fights. We communicated clearly and openly with, with each other. I really thought she was the one that I was going to spend the rest of my life with. Hell, I was saving up to buy her a ring, but here I am. During the last half year of our relationship, wow, I love how this is really, like, giving us an insight into the male psyche. Dude, right? Thank you. 
During the last half year of our relationship, she began to grow distant and was constantly making excuses on why we couldn't hang out together as much. Both of us, of course, were out of university and we had begun working full-time jobs, so I thought this was normal. No, we were never living together. Soon enough, she was starting to turn down intimacy. For some background info, me and her have very high libidos. We normally would go at it at least once a day. I always wore protection and she was on the pill because neither of us were ready to have kids. One day, we decided to spend the night at her place. I tried to initiate intimacy and of course she turned it down. This was really beginning to piss me off and I voiced my frustrations to her, but she just said that she wasn't feeling comfortable with her body at the time and asked me to give her some space when it came to initiating intimacy. I agreed and we both went to bed, or at least she did. I had this gut feeling in my stomach that something was off and I went to snoop on her phone once I knew she was asleep. Yeah, I know this is bad, but I don't regret it one bit. I found out that she was hooking up with her serial cheating ex. Found messages and pictures and full-blown videos of them fucking the videos killed me in those videos she was acting and saying things that really made me look at her as nothing more than a waste of space and a whore oh my god at that very moment all i can feel was hatred towards her i looked down at her as she was sleeping and all i could feel was disgust i then took screenshots of the messages and sent them to me including the other pics she sent him not the videos though i couldn't bear to send those I quietly took whatever belongings I still had at her apartment and took them out to my car and went back to my apartment. In the morning, she called me and asked where I was, and I just gave her a quick, believable excuse, and she bought it. Okay, so then here's some more background info. I have this friend named Julia. Julia and I were really close throughout our entire childhood in high school. Me and her brother are best friends. They live a block away from my parents' home and where I grew up. Now, about a year after me and Jess got together, I returned back to my hometown for my cousin's wedding and began hanging out with my old friends, including Julia and her brother. During that night, she confessed she had feelings for me. Aww. I turned her down. That literally oh. sounds like a Hallmark movie. I turned her down and told her that I already had a girlfriend. She was very understanding and apologized, and after that, we didn't really talk as much as I didn't want to give her any indications that I was interested in a relationship with her since I was still dating Jess. She was fine with all of this and understood it with no issues at all. She doesn't use social media, so the only way we could talk is via iMessage. During that time, I took a lot of photos of us hanging out with each other again. I went back to university about a week later, and I showed Jess where I was and who I was with, and she was interested in seeing who I hung out with during this trip. Um, This sounds like a little projection, but while we were scrolling through images, a picture of me and Julia popped up. She began to ask questions about her and who she was. I already explained to her that she was a childhood friend of mine, And that during the trip, she confessed her feelings for me, but I shot her down and showed her the text messages to back it up. And overall, she seemed fine with that. About a year later, during an argument, she said she confessed to me that she was very insecure about her body and that she grew very insecure after seeing pictures of Julia because Julia had a very slim figure and looked gorgeous. I did my best to calm her fears, but I think at the end, she never really got over that. Now back to the story. I messaged my parents back in my hometown and asked them if I could stay at their place for the upcoming week as I have some important things to discuss with them and they were worried but they agreed. I've been telling Jess that I was going down to see my parents and I haven't seen them in a while. I want to visit them and she didn't bat an eyelid at that. I went to work and met with my boss and explained to him the entire situation and I asked for a little break and he told me to take as much time as I need and come back when I'm ready. Tea, okay. That's so nice. I went on my way down there during the weekend and told my parents everything. They were truly disgusted with her actions, and my mom told me that if I ever took her back, she was not allowed at their house ever. I told my mom not to worry. I had enough self-dignity not to ever take her back. I then messaged Julia and asked her if she and I could talk. She agreed, and I went over to her apartment. I explained everything that I found out about Jess. I don't know what happened, but I think at that moment, everything kind of hit me, and I began to cry profusely. Not only because I lost someone I love, but the fact that I wasted so much time in her and could never get that time back. Julia was there to console me throughout my entire breakdown. After a little while, I calmed down. She brought out some drinks and we just drank, watched us movies, and paid, played Mario Kart until about 2 a.m. Sounds good to me. At this point, we were both quite tipsy, and to say the least, I couldn't really go back to my parents' place. She offered me to stay the night, and I did. We went to her room, and one thing led to another, and we were making it on her bed. Just before we took off our clothes, she told me to take out my phone and start recording. As you can probably guess, we did the deed quite a few times that night. The entire time we were doing it, Julia was yelling out derogatory things about Jess, like, this pussy is so much tighter than that filthy horse. After our last go, I went and stopped recording and we went to bed. 
I woke up the next day to the smell of her making breakfast and we ate together. I asked her why she wanted me to record what we did last night and she said that she wanted to help me get payback. I never once mentioned getting revenge on Jess, but I guess Julia knows me pretty well and knows that I would want to get some revenge for treating for her treating me this way. She told me to send her the audio file from the recording and break up with her. She oh told God. me damn she, Julia. She told me that she still has feelings for me and will wait for me to sort everything out with Jess. I told her I can't promise her anything and she said that was fine. She just wanted me to know. After that, we said our goodbyes and I went back to my parents' home and they were kind of worried asking where I was last night. I told them Julia and I were just catching up. My parents were relieved, but as my parents got ready for work, my dad had a small smirk on his face, on his face. I guess what he knows what I was doing that night. <laughs> I went onto my computer and downloaded the video from my phone and edited, edited the video to just audio in a black screen. Once I was done with that, I spent the rest of the weekend with my friends partying and having fun as well as spending a lot of time with Julia and maybe having intercourse a few times as well. This time, no recording. I informed my boss that I would be returning to work in about a week and he said that was perfectly fine. I then texted Jess that I knew that she was hooking up with her ex and I sent all the screenshots. My last message to her ever was, treat me like a game and I will show you how it's played. I attached the audio of me and Julia having sex and then blocked her. Over the next few days, I was getting spam calls and spam messages from a bunch of our mutual friends and her family. I sent them all the screenshots of the text messages that I had, and it was radio silence for most for most part after that. Her parents called me and apologized for their daughter's behavior, and that was that. And this is where he is about a year later. I just had my 26th birthday with my family and my girlfriend of close to one year, Julia, who is now 22. Tea. I recently got a promotion at my work and Julia just moved in with me and she's going to graduate in a little over a week from now. I have never felt more proud of myself and I feel genuinely cared for in ways that I never have before. Now for my ex, a friend told me that apparently she went through a huge crisis because after I dumped her, she found out she was pregnant and that her ex knocked her up and apparently ghosted her. I couldn't be the dad because I never went raw on her. She had an abortion and her life has been a mess ever since. She has an alcohol addiction and thanks to the video I sent her, she now has huge body insecurity issues that has ruined most, if not all, of her relationships since. For her, I am the one that got away and for me, she is the largest bullet I ever dodged. I still despise her because those four and a half years we spent together are lost and I can never get them back, but I am living my best life and couldn't be happier. My one piece of advice to anyone who hasn't been cheated on, Never settle for someone that doesn't respect you. The world is your oyster. Go out and live your best life. Isn't that crazy? Next one. Hear me out. I'm a 22-year-old male now, but something that has happened six years ago still makes me feel ashamed and has led to many problems in the relationship I had after that. I've been with my girlfriend back then for about one and a half months. On New Year's Eve, I went to a party with three friends, two girls and a guy. When we were planning the whole thing, I asked them if my girlfriend could come and they said no. My mistake that I didn't insist or simply didn't go. That night, after a lot of drinking, one of the girls and the other guy went in a separate room to talk, and they didn't want to be bothered because they had some problems between them that they wanted to solve. I didn't feel so good, and I wanted to lie in my bed. The other girl came into my room and started telling me that we should kiss. I said, no, I have a girlfriend, and she insisted, and this went on for 15 minutes or more. At one point, I wanted to stay with my friends just so I wouldn't be alone in the room with her, but they kicked me out of their room, so I was stuck again, so I was again stuck with her. She kept insisting and mocking me at how I was still a virgin and kept lying, kept lying, telling me that my girlfriend was cheating on me. Once again, I tried to leave the room, but she closed and locked it and hid the key. After insisting more, I gave in and we kissed. There were times where I felt like throwing up and would just lie on my back and she kept doing it. It all ended when I finally did throw up. In the morning, I was feeling like complete crap, disappointed in myself, thinking about how it was all my fault. The next day, I went and talked to my girlfriend about it, but never mentioned how it happened. I just said I kissed another girl. Of course, we broke up, but this... But all this guilt and shame has stuck with me until now. Only recently I've been able to see that it may not have been my fault, but it's still blurry. Damn. Here's the next one. So there's a lot to unpack here. I'm not sure where to start. For relationships, one of the worst things that can damage or even destroy them is self-doubt. And that might be the catalyst for the end of the relationship between me and the most amazing woman I have ever met. I have only met not even a handful of women throughout my 23 or for, throughout my 32 years that I have felt a true connection with. I met my current partner through a dating app and that has been going amazingly well. So amazing that I couldn't believe that there were no issues until I started thinking of, of how this person couldn't be accepting of me. 
I showed my vulnerable, anxious, shy side, and she kept telling me it's okay, that we can take as long as I want to go through the process of getting to know each other. Again, the self-doubt started creeping in, and it started saying there's got to be something that isn't right. She has shown me love that I wouldn't have thought was possible. He said a little bit about me happy but have anxiety that's literally me i love to laugh and i'm outgoing but think too much about what i say and what i'm doing this is where my self-doubt comes in i was a 32 year old virgin with barely any experience in dating and i had never kissed a woman before okay stop so what i did was started to doubt even after we agreed to be exclusive that things would go smoothly i also thought to myself after someone texted me on tinder right before i was going to delete it to just make sure I'm ready to be committed. I'm not justifying this. I'm just expressing my thought process. I thought I would just text this one girl to see if she could distract me. I texted her for four or five days and ended it after seeing that I was only seeing her as a friend and nothing more. I didn't wish to meet up with her or anyone else. And every time I saw my partner, I would forget about the girl from Tinder. I realized that and stopped texting the Tinder girl. What happened is that my partner saw my phone two times with Tinder notifications on it. She confronted me. I told her about why it was still on my phone. I don't blame her for not believing me. It it seems like she may believe me that I haven't met up with another woman. I would not do that unless things ended between us. My question is, how can this be fixed? Is there anyone with experience that, that had the same thing happen? And how do you show the person you cheated on that you still truly love them and want to show commitment? Maybe by not having Tinder on your phone. Um, yeah, I think you should just never... That's never a good idea to download a dating app ever yeah. when you're in a relationship. If yeah. you're thinking about doing that, it's over. Yeah. Next one. My ex and I were together for almost two years. We were each other's first loves and first true relationships. We had a mutual good friend, Kay, that we did everything with for the, for, for the past year. I used to call us the three amigos, literally me. My ex decided to end things with me because he couldn't see a future together. I decided to block him on everything, all social media, his number, I went completely non-contact. Fast forward two months and he asked me to meet up with him for drinks. I decided to go and we ended up having a great time, of course. He flirts with me, asked me to go back to his house. I reject that. He ends up hugging me and kissing my forehead goodbye. I find out that he went on vacation with our mutual friend Kay, not thinking much of it. The day after we meet up, I confront him about being flirty with me. Why would he flirt if he decided he didn't want to be with me anymore? I also find out that he's going on another vacation with Kay, which I completely get very angry about. She stopped responding to my texts. I've asked her to hang out multiple times with responses like, I'm too busy or I can't because of COVID. He knows I'm upset about this friendship loss. He tells me he wants to meet up to talk about it, but I tell him to kick rocks. Okay, me. Fast forward another two months and I find out they've been dating by seeing a picture of them kissing on Instagram. Do I have a right to be upset about this? My friend knows how devastated I was over the breakup and ghosted me. My ex couldn't even be considerate enough to tell me about it. Instead, I have to find out online. I'm heartbroken. Yeah, um, Kay's clearly a shitty person. Yeah, like, that, not, that not girl's not your friend. Yeah, yeah, clearly they're not really your friends. Okay, this one is like an admission, and it's the last one. So this one's called I'm a Terrible Friend. I need to get this off my chest. It's eating me up inside. So for the past two years, one of my best friends has been dating this really nice girl. Down to earth, pretty, funny, all the good stuff. For story's sake, I'll call her Kate. Anywho, Kate and my me, anywho, Kate and my friend have been dating for a while and over time I've gotten to know her pretty well. The three of us would go out on little adventures all around town, swap stories, drink beer, etc. Over time I realized Kate and I were becoming really good friends. We started doing our own solo adventures without the boyfriend. Okay, red flag number Sus. 1. Making plans after work, etc. I didn't really think of I, I didn't really think anything of it as I figured out I was being a good friend to her. So this went on for a couple months up until New Year's night. I was at this party outside of town. Pretty packed event, wall-to-wall people drinking everywhere. It was dope. Me. <laughs> I'm enjoying myself having a good time and my phone rings. It's Kate. It was odd because her and her boyfriend were staying in for the night. She tells me they're in a cab and they're on their way and she can't wait to see me. Okay, another red flag. Yeah. Okay, cool. 45-minute cabs, but whatever. I'm down for more friends to show up they come they show up uh we party till the wee hours of the morning until it's just the two of us awake we're sitting outside talking figuring out where to crash when all of a sudden she comes in and kisses me i'm drunk and so foolish so i return the favor what proceeds is a massive makeout sesh my hands end up in her bra and hers in my pants all the while her boyfriend my best friend is passed out 20 feet away thankfully we heard footsteps and stopped and that's where our night ended. 
I didn't end up talking to her or my friend for a couple days after it because I felt terrible. I was full of guilt. I thought about confronting my friend and telling him everything, but I waited until I talked to Kate. She convinced me that we were drunk and it was a one-time slip-up and it would never happen again. I agreed, so I stayed quiet. And it was fine for a couple weeks afterwards and then it happened again and then again and again and again. It's been going on like this for months. I feel so guilty as I know I shouldn't be doing this to my friend, but at the same time, I'm so happy when we're alone together. I'm going to be seeing her again tonight, and I know it's going to happen again. I'm a terrible friend, and I need I need help dealing with how to approach this. I've never done anything this horrible before. You're literally a terrible person. Um, you're that's you're literally not a friend at all. I could never imagine like doing that. So fucked up. I literally have nothing to say. I don't give I don't give a fuck. Um hopefully this episode shows you that literally cheating happens to everything, like to everyone and like it's not something to be ashamed of. Yeah, um it's good to talk about it. Yeah. Also letting it out on Reddit. Yeah. Great oh my place, god. Literally, great place to vent. Everyone on Reddit has had like probably had somewhat of a situation similar to you. Like when my watch exploded on my wrist, so many other people on Reddit were like, "Yeah, that happened to me too." Yeah, Reddit's just a great place. That's I the moral Apple of this episode. I got, it, I got it. I got it repaired for free. So check out Reddit. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. Yeah. We'll see you next week. Love you, mean it. Love you, mean it. Bye.